Spark Media presents Alice in Wonderland, an adaptation by Meredith Tuvi, based on the novel Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll, featuring the voice talents of Tully Klein, Camilla Stromwell, Lenny Mostov, Dan Steffens, Ken Coy, Michael R. Morningstar, Chad Giefer, Luke Langfeld, Jordan Kremers Taylor, Anthony Hunky, H.G. Zeisler, Brendan Etter, John Yonker, and Amanda Day, with Margaret Mills as the voice of Alice. Sound design by H.G. Zeisler. And now, part three, Off With Her Head. <laughs> oh, you can't imagine how glad I am to see you again, dear. Oh, yes, you as well, Duchess. Come, walk with me. I'm so glad the Duchess is in a good mood right now. It must have been the pepper that made her so angry. When I'm a Duchess, I won't have any pepper at all. Soup doesn't need pepper anyway. Vinegar makes soup sour. Chamomile makes them bitter, and barley sugar makes the people who eat it sweet and kind. I wish more people knew this rule I just made up. I think it could really help. You're mumbling to yourself, dear, and that makes you forget to speak. I don't remember the moral of that saying, but I'm sure I'll think of it in a moment. Maybe it doesn't have one. Oh, tisk tisk. Everything's got a moral. You just have to find one. I think the croquet game is going more smoothly now. Indeed. And the moral of that is, oh, tis love, tis love, tis love that makes the world go round. I I think it's actually the world goes round by everyone minding their own business. Well, that's the same thing. And the moral of that is, take care of the sense and the sounds will take care of themselves. Now, that flamingo of yours seems like an odd one. Shall I try an experiment? He might bite. Very true. Flamingos and mustard both bite. And the moral of that is, birds of a feather flock together. But mustard isn't a bird. Right, right. What a clear way you have of putting things. I think it's actually a mineral. Of course it is. There's a large mustard mine near here, and the moral of that is, the more there is of mine, the less there is of yours. Oh, I know. It's a vegetable. I don't know what it looks like, but it is one. I agree with you. And the moral of that is, be what you would seem to be. Or, if you'd prefer an easier one, never imagine yourself not to be otherwise than what it might appear to others that what you were or might have been was not otherwise than what you had been would have appeared to them to be otherwise. I think that one might make more sense written down. I can't follow it very well when you say it. Oh, that's nothing compared to what I could say if I chose to. Oh, no, thank you. I'd hate to trouble you like that. And I'm okay without hearing it. Oh, never mind about trouble. I'll make a present for you out of everything I've said. 
That would make an awful present. Mumbling again? I have a right to mumble. About as much right as pigs have to fly. And the moral are... <laughs> a fine day, your majesty. I'm warning you. Either you or your head must be off. And as quickly as possible. Make your choice. I'm off! I'm off! Come now, Alice. Let's finish the game. Of course, your majesty. Off with her head! Oh dear, if the queen keeps arresting people like this, there will be none left except her, the king. Off with his head! And me! Have you seen the mock turtle yet, Alice? No, I don't even know what a mock turtle is, your majesty. It's the thing that mock turtle soup is made from. I never saw one or heard of one. Come on, then, and he'll tell you his story. All right. Everyone arrested will be pardoned. Go, go now. Oh, thank goodness. Up, you lazy thing! Is that a griffin? Take this young lady to see the mock turtle and to hear his story. I must go back and see after some executions I've ordered. <laughs> Hello. I've seen drawings of griffins like you in books. Do all griffins have bodies of lions with a head and wings like an eagle? Oh, what fun. What is? The queen is. It's all in her head. She just enjoys ordering executions. Uh, they never execute nobody, you know? Come on. Everybody here says, come on, here, drink this, eat that. I've never been so bossed around in my life. Ever. <sighs> Why does he look so sad? Never mind that. It's all in his head. He doesn't have anything to be sad about, you see? Uh, come on. Uh, Mark Turtle, this young lady wants to know your story, she do? I'll tell it to her. Sit down, both of you, and don't speak until I've finished. I don't think he can finish if he never starts. Once, <laughs> I, I was a real turtle. <laughs> oh, is that, is that all? Do I leave? There has to be more to this story. When we were little, we went to school in the sea. The teacher was an old turtle. We used to call him Tortoise. Why did you call him Tortoise if he wasn't one? We called him Tortoise because he taught us. Really, you are very dumb. You should be ashamed of yourself for asking such a stupid question. Oh dear. Well, keep going, old fellow. We haven't got all day. Yes. We went to school in the sea. Though you might not 
believe it. I never said I didn't. Be quiet. You did. We are the best of educations. In fact, we went to school every day. I've been to school during the day, too. It's not a big deal. With extracurriculars? Yes, we learned French and music. And washing? Of course not. Oh, then it wasn't a very good school. We had French, music, and washing. You couldn't have needed it much, though, living at the bottom of the sea and all. It was too expensive for me. I only took the regular classes. What were those? Reeling and writhing to begin with. And then the four different kinds of math. Ambition. Distraction. Uglification. And... Derision. I've never heard of uglification. What's that? What? You've never heard of uglifying? Uh, do you know what beautifying is? Yes, it, it means to make something prettier. Well then, if you don't know what uglifying is, then you really are stupid. Mock Turtle, what else did you learn? There was mystery. Seaography. We also had drawing, stretching, <laughs> fainting in coils. Those were taught by an old eel that would come <laughs> once a week. What was that like? Well, I can't show it to you myself. <laughs> I'm too stiff. And Griffin never learned it. Wasn't time. I went to the classics teacher. He was an old crab. Oh, he was. I never went to him. He said he taught laughing and grief. Oh, he did. He did. How many hours a day did you go to school? Ten hours the first day. <laughs> Nine the next. And... What a curious idea. That's why they're called lessons, you simpleton. Because they lessen from day to day. Does that mean you don't have to go to school on the 11th day? Of course. And what did you do on the 12th? That's enough about school! Uh, tell her about the games. <sighs> it's like you have a bone stuck in your throat. Come on, old fellow. Get a hold of yourself. You may not have lived much under the sea. I haven't. And perhaps you were never even introduced to a lobster. Actually, I once tasted... Uh, no, never. So you can have no idea what a delightful thing a lobster quadrille is. I do not. What sort of a dance is it? You first form into a line along the seashore. Two lines. <laughs> Seals, <laughs> turtles, salmon, etc. Then, when you've cleared all the jellyfish out of the way... And that usually takes some time. You take two steps forward. With a lobster as your partner? Of course, two steps forward 
return to partners. Change lobsters and take two steps back. Then, you know, you throw them... Throw them! As far out to sea as you can. You swim after them. Turn a somersault in the sea. And change lobsters again. Then walk to land and, and that's the first part. This was all such a long time ago. It sounds like a very pretty dance. Would you like to see some of it? I really, really would. All right, Griffin, let's, let's do the first part. We can do it without lobsters after all. What should we sing? I've forgotten the words. You sing, my friend. Will you walk a little faster? Ow! Careful of Send my toes! the whiting to a snail. Move over there now. There's like this? a corpus close <laughs> no. behind us. Like this. And is treading on my tail. See how eagerly the lobsters and the turtles all advance. They are waiting on the shingle. Will you come and join the dance? Will you won't you will you won't you will you join the dance? Will you, won't you, will you, won't you, won't you join the dance? Oh, oh, my poor toes. But thank you. It was a very interesting dance to watch, and I really liked your song about the whiting. Oh, as to the whiting, they... You've seen them, of course. Yes, I've often seen them at Din. <clears throat> I don't know where Din is. But as you've seen them so often, of course you know what they're like. I do believe so. They have their tails in their mouths and they're all over crumbs. You're wrong about the crumbs. Crumbs would wash off in the sea. <laughs> but they do have their tails and their mouths because <laughs> tell her about the reason and, and all that, Griffin. They got thrown out to sea because they wanted to go to the dance with the lobsters. When they fell into the sea, they went down a long way and their tails got stuck in their mouths. That's all. Thank you. That's very interesting. I never knew so much about a whiting before. I can tell you more than that, if you like. Do you know why it's called a whiting? I never really thought about it. Why? Mm. It does the boots and shoes. Does the boots and shoes? Why, what are your shoes done with? I mean, what makes them so shiny? They're done with blacking. Uh, shoe polish, I think. Boots and shoes under the sea are done with a whiting. Now you know! And what are the boots and shoes made of? 
Souls and eels, of course. Any shrimp could have told you that. If I'd been the whiting, like in the song, I'd have said to the porpoise, Stay back, please. I don't want to be around you. They were happy to have him with them. No wise fish would go anywhere without a porpoise. Really? Of course. If a fish came to me and said, I'm going on a journey, I would say, with what purpose? Don't you mean purpose? I mean what I say. Come on, let's hear some of your adventures now, curious one. I can tell you my adventures from the beginning of this morning, but I couldn't share from yesterday. I was a different person back then. Explain all that. Oh no, no adventures first. Explanations take such an awful long time. Well, this morning I was with my sister when a white rabbit came hopping by. I followed him and fell down a very long way into a hallway with many doors. They were all locked, except there was a key that fit a tiny, tiny door that I couldn't fit in. But there was this drink and this cake and I grew small and tall and then cried so much because of all the changes that I was swimming in my own tears. But once we got to the shore, we ran around and around in a race until we were all dry. The white rabbit calls me Mary Ann and sends me to his house for his fan and gloves. I grow huge again and give poor Bill the fright of his life. Then I shrink again and run into the woods. There... I find a caterpillar who has me recite some poetry. But the words come out all funny. That's very odd. About as odd as it could be. Came out all funny. Hmm. I'd want to hear her repeat something now. Just to see how it sounds. Griffin, tell her to. Stand up and repeat. Tis the voice of the sluggard. <sighs> With all this reciting, I might as well be back in school. All right. Tis the voice of the lobster, I heard him declare. You have baked me too brown. I must sugar my hair. As a duck with its eyelids, so he with his nose trims his belt and his buttons and turns out his toes. When the sands are all dry, he is gay as a lark and will talk in contemptuous tones of the shark. But when the tide rises and sharks are around, his voice has a timid and tremulous sound. But it's all so different now. That is different from what I learned as a child. I'd never heard it before. <laughs> but it sounds like nonsense. An explanation would be appreciated. Oh, she can't explain it. But go on to the next verse anyways. But what about his toes? How could he turn them out with his nose? It's the first position in dancing. On with the second verse. I passed by his garden. <sighs> I passed by his garden and marked with one eye how the owl and the panther were sharing a pie. What is the use of repeating all that stuff if you don't explain it as you go on? <laughs> it's by far the most confusing thing I ever heard. Yes, I think you'd better stop. Oh, 
Should we try another round of the lobster quadrille? Or would you like the mock turtle to sing you a song? Oh, a song, please. Hmm. As long as the mock turtle wouldn't mind. Well, your loss. Sing her turtle soup. <laughs> Beautiful soup. So rich and green. Waiting in a hot taurine who for such dainties would not stoop. Soup of the evening beautiful soup. Soup of the evening, beautiful soup, beautiful soup, beautiful soup. Chorus again. The the trial's beginning. Come on. Oh, whose trial is it? Come on, come on. Oh, the poor knave. Forcing him to stand in chains like that. I hope they hurry with the trial, hand out refreshments. Those tarts on the table over there look so good. How funny this should be my first time in a courtroom. I've never been before, you know. But I know that the King of Hearts over there is the judge because of his silly wig. And he's wearing his crown over it. It doesn't look very comfortable to me. And that's the jury box. And those twelve creatures, I suppose, they are the jurors. Jurors, yes. I am very clever to know the meaning of that word at my age. Griffin, what are they doing? They're putting down their names for fear they should forget them before the end of the trial. Of all the stupid... Silence in the court. Oh, oh, what an awful sound. I'll have to do something about that. Oh, my poor ears. Excuse me. Oh, there. Now, which one is it? Ah, this one. Oh, it's Bill. The poor man I scared so bad at the White Rabbit's house. Well... Apologies, Bill, but I'll be needing that piece of chalk from you. What? Oh, bother. Excuse me, does anyone see my chalk anywhere? Can't find it. I know I just had it. (laughs) Did you just steal his piece of chalk? Shh! The trial's starting. Harold, read the accusation. The Queen of Hearts, she made some tarts all on a summer day. The Knave of Hearts, he stole those tarts and took them quite away. Jury, declare your verdict. Not yet, not yet. There's more we have to do before that. 
Oh, right then. Uh, call the first witness. First witness, the Hatter. Begging your pardon, your majesty, for bringing my tea and taste with me, but I was just at tea time when I was summoned. You should have finished. When did you begin? 14th of March, I think. Wasn't it March Hare? The 15th, maybe. Dormouse? Sixteen. Write that down, jury. And you, Hatter, remove your hat. It isn't mine. <gasps> Stolen! I keep them to sell. I don't have any of my own. I'm a hatter, after all. Are you now? Yes, 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 I am. Give your evidence and don't be nervous or I'll have you executed on the spot. What a peculiar sensation. It's almost as if... Oh, I'm growing again. Should I leave? But I don't want to cause a scene. Stop squeezing me. I can hardly breathe. I can't help it. I'm growing. You've no right to grow here. Don't talk nonsense. You know you're growing too. Yes, but I grow at a reasonable pace. Not at that ridiculous rate of yours. Bring me the list of singers in the last concert. Hatter, give your evidence or I'll have you executed, whether you're nervous or not. I'm a poor man, Your Majesty. And I hadn't become mighty, not above a week or so. And what with the bread and butter getting so thin and the twinkling of the tea? The twinkling of the what? It began with the tea. Of course twinkling begins with the tea. Do you take me for an idiot? Go on. I am a poor man, and most things twinkled after that. Uh, only the March Hare said... I did not. You did. I deny it. He denies it. We'll leave out that part. Well, at any rate, the Dormouse said... After that, I cut some more bread and butter. But what did the Dormouse say? That I can't remember. You must remember, or I'll have you executed. I'm on the floor, please. I'm a poor man, your majesty. You're a very poor speaker. I'm glad I've seen that done now. I've so often read in the newspapers at the end of trials there were some attempts at applause which was immediately suppressed by the officers of the court, and I never really understood what it meant until now. If that's all you know about it, Hatter, you may stand down. I can't go any lower. I'm on the floor as it is. Then you may sit down. I'd rather finish my tea. You may go. And just take his head off outside. Call the next witness. Second witness, the Duchess's cook. Oh no, it's the pepper again. Give you evidence, cook. No. White rabbit? Your majesty must cross-examine this witness. Well, if I must, I must. What are the tarts made of? Pepper, mostly. Treacle. Silence that dormouse! Behead that dormouse! Throw that dormouse out of here! Suppress him! Pinch him! Off with his whiskers! Oh, never mind. Call the next witness. And really, my dear, you must cross-examine the next witness. It makes my head hurt. Well, who could they call next? They don't have much evidence at all. Third witness, Alice. Here. Dear, I'm so sorry. I'd forgotten how big I'd gotten. The trial cannot proceed until all the jurymen are back in their proper places. All.
Good. Now then, witness, what do you know of this business? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever? Nothing whatsoever. That's very important, jury. Unimportant, your majesty means, of course. Unimportant, of course, I meant. Unimportant, important, unimportant, important. This whole thing doesn't matter a bit. Silence! New rule, rule 42. All people over a mile tall must leave the court. I'm not a mile high. You are. Nearly two miles high. Well, I'm not going. Besides, that isn't an actual rule. You just made it up. It's the oldest rule in the book. Then shouldn't it be rule number one? Consider your verdict. There's more evidence to come yet. Please, Your Majesty, this paper has just been picked up. What's in it? I haven't opened it yet, but it seems to be a letter written by the prisoner to somebody. Must have been to somebody, unless it was written to nobody, which would be very unusual. Who is it addressed to? It isn't addressed at all. In fact, there's nothing written on the outside. It isn't a letter after all. It's a set of verses. Are they in the prisoner's handwriting? No, they're not. And that's the strangest thing about it. He must have forged someone else's handwriting. Please, Your Majesty. I didn't write it, and they can't prove that I did. There's no name signed at the end. If you didn't sign it, Knave, that only makes the matters worse. You must have meant some mischief, or else you would have signed your name like an honest man. That proves his guilt! It proves nothing of the sort. Why, you don't even know what the paper says. Read them. Uh, where shall I begin, Your Majesty? At the beginning, and go on until you come to the end. Then stop. They told me you had been to her, and mentioned me to him. She gave me a good character but said I could not swim. He sent them word I had not gone. We know it to be true. If she could push the matter on, what would become of you? I gave her one. They gave him two. You gave us three or more. They all returned from him to you, though they were mine before. If I or she should chance to be involved in this affair, he trusts to you to set them free, exactly as we were. My notion was that you had been, before she had this fit, an obstacle that came between him and ourselves and it. Don't let him know she liked them best, for this must ever be a secret kept from all the rest between yourself and me. That's the most important piece of evidence we've heard yet. So now let the jury... No one can understand that. Not even the jury. There's no meaning in that poem. If there's no meaning in it, that saves us a lot of trouble, as we don't need to try and find any. And yet, I don't know. I seem to see some meaning in the verse anyways. But said I could not swim. You can't swim, can you, Knave? Do I look like it? No, because you're made of cardboard. All right, so far... Uh, we know it to be true. That's the jury, of course. Uh, I gave her one, they gave him two. Why, that must be what he did with the tarts. But then it goes, they returned from him to you. Why, there they are, over there on the table. Nothing can be clearer than that. Then again, before she had this fit, uh, you never had fits, my dear, I think. Never! 
Then the words don't fit you. It's a pun. Let the jury consider their verdict. No, no. Sentence first, verdict afterwards. Nonsense. The idea of having the sentence first. Quiet! I won't. Off with her head! Oh, who's going to listen to you? You're all nothing but a pack of cards! Wake up, Alice. Oh, Alice, wake up, dear. You've been asleep for hours. Oh, I've had such a curious dream. Tell me about it, Auntie. It's getting rather late. All right. It really was a wonderful dream. Late, late, late. Around and around we go. Who are you? We're all mad here. I'm mad, you're mad. New seat. Excuse me. New seat. Excuse me. There we are. Off with her head! We hope you've enjoyed Alice in Wonderland, a Spark Media production. This program was directed and executive produced by H.G. Zeisler. Adaptation copyright 2023 by Meredith Tuvey. Based on Lewis Carroll's 1865 novel, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Featuring the voice talents of Margaret Mills as Alice, Kelly Klein as the Duchess, Camilla Stromwell as the Queen of Hearts, Lenny Mostov as the King of Hearts, Dan Steffens as Griffin, Ken Coy as the White Rabbit, Michael R. Morningstar as the Mock Turtle and the Dormouse, Chad Giefer as Bill, Luke Langfelt as the Hatter, Jordan Kremers Taylor as the March Hare, Anthony Hunky as the Knave of Hearts, H.G. Zeisler as the Cook, Brendan Etter as the Dodo, John Yonker as the Caterpillar, and Amanda Day as Alice's sister. Illustrations including cover and episode art by Meredith Tuvey. Sound design and story edits by H.G. Zeisler. Musical arrangements for the Lobster Quadrille and the Mock Turtle Soup by H.G. Zeisler. A special thanks to our founding Spark storytellers. Enjoyed what you heard? Check out more Spark stories and find out more about Spark Media on our website, sparkmedia.com. That's S-P-R-Q-M-E-D-I-A.com. Or check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Spark Media. Links in episode notes. Audio production copyright 2024 by Spark Media LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs>